Hey, this is Merrick. Welcome to the Watch Rotation podcast, episode three. Um, I have Joe with me here today. What's up? As always. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for listening again. And uh, we have some topics we wanted to again discuss with you guys. Uh, some of the things we'll be talking about today is, uh, you know, as you might have heard in the previous episode, Joe is getting married next year. So one of the things he wants to do for his groomsmen is get them wristwatches. So we'll be discussing uh, options uh, for that. Yeah, and then be, there's going to be something, something cheap. <laughs> yeah, Joe's a, Joe's a cheap guy. So uh, yeah, no, actually the, the options I think uh, uh, that we'll have are, are pretty good choices. So um, if any of my absolutely. groomsmen listen to this, don't get excited. <laughs> they'll just be like ten dollar casios <laughs> anyway um and then there's uh there's one watch release that uh, happened a few months ago that i think we just wanted to talk about because we think it's an amazing watch so we'll definitely get to it um and then and with the holidays coming up we definitely want to talk about um a little bit of a small uh gift guide for the watch guy in your life um I think that'd be the watch guy, 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 guy or girl. We're being, uh, you know, fairly open here. What do you mean? Is a what is a watch guy? It's who's the watch guy in your life, Marek? <laughs> I mean, I'm not buying anyone anything uh, watch related. Um, wait, yes, that's true. I'm not buying anyone anything watch related this year. I don't think. So nothing for you, Joe. Actually, I'm not getting you anything at all. That's fine. You're you're not I'm not you're not getting that data graph this year, man. I'm sorry. It's okay. My my gift was uh basically stealing that reverso from you. Yeah, that was so the story goes, he grilled me on the price for like three days, saying it's too high. He bought it at a low price because I was kind of in a moment buying a bunch of platinum shopards and whatnot, and then he sold it for like what's it like five hundred dollars more? in a day i i can't i can't say (laughs) can't say i mean you you made it out okay i think uh but you were you were complaining about that price for like a while it worked well it also worked for me because i got the money to buy the watches that i've really really wanted for a long time so i'm not really hurt uh okay (laughs) i'm not I'm, i'm serious like I would tell you if I was. Yeah, so anyway, um, let's move on. Yeah, uh, let's let, yeah let's talk about a few of the watches that are on our on our radar here. As in, like watches we've kind of liked that recent releases. Yeah, or maybe something we're trying to get our hands on. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the, I wanna... think the first one that we both we've discussed this this watch a little bit um, when we saw it and. I haven't seen any pop up for sale, so I think I think it's uh, still too new. And I'm not I'm not sure if anyone has actually bought them because I don't think I've seen anything on Instagram either. How about you? Hold on, which one are you talking about? Oh yeah, I guess we. Uh, okay, we should probably say what it is. The it's the Longines Sector Dial, which I think it came out um, only a couple months ago. Yeah, I think that's right. And I have the reference that is um, with the blue strap. It is L two dot eight two eight dot four dot seven three dot two what a glorious reference number yeah it's like omega style references 
<laughs> the um yeah i mean the, the black dial is is kind of nice i think or the black strap version is kind of nice but i think i would have to go for the blue just because it's a little unique yeah and i think it's also the type of watch you're probably going to change out the straps quite a bit it seems like a you know nice kind of strap watch yeah so so what do you think about this watch um so we we both have owned sector dial watches in the past right at the moment or even at the moment yeah um i think when this watch came out i was really hoping that would be an appropriate size for the sort of vintage design um and you know at 38 and a half millimeters i think they nailed it because with that size it still can be sporty enough that you can sort of wear it with any attire but small enough that it's you know still can be kind of dressed up a little bit um so i you know just to start i really like this watch um I think the proportions are quite nice. I think the dial layout is pretty good. Um, how about you? What do you think of it so far? Yeah, so I had the the 1945 version with like the brushed uh, metal dial. I don't know if you remember that one. I do, yeah. And that that was a really nice watch for the money. It's like a, a copper a copper dial. Um, I'm, I think it's I think it was the the same size as as this new one and like a very similar. Uh, similar case profile. I'm trying to find the information here. Wasn't it uh, kind of designed? Oh, it's a 40 millimeter. So this one's going to be smaller. So I think it's actually yeah. going to be nicer. Oh yeah. Interesting. The, but that, that was brush. like, that was a really good watch and the, the dial on it and the hands, like the execution um, I, I thought was just, done, it was done very well. Yeah. It, I haven't just seen, well. I haven't seen that watch in person. And if, but if you're saying that wore well at 40, I think this will be, you know, also great at 38 and a half. Yeah, I think this one actually is going to be better. Uh, if the other one was 38 and a half, I would have liked it more probably. But I'd, yeah. I didn't think it wore too largely at 40 millimeters, the other one. And it had such a cool dial that, you know, it, it sort of, um, you know, I, I was okay with it being a little bit larger. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, this, I think that one was designed after Ben Clymer's personal vintage watch. So how did it feel wearing it, knowing that you're, you know, kind of like Ben Clymer? Yeah, so I actually wore it to a um, a meetup I had with some some watch guys, and someone actually had on the uh, an original 1945 Longines Chronograph with the same exact dial as the one I was like the the reissue I was wearing. Mm -hmm. It was the same color dial, the same brush, you know, the, the exact same as mm -hmm. the one that they remodeled it after, but it was the chronograph version. It was actually kind of sick. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Was Ben Clymer there? He was not there. There was no cashmere at that meeting. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to tell the story of when I met Ben Clymer uh, one day, maybe, maybe not today. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I think the one that you owned with the vertical brush uh that's that's a really nice watch i think one thing that bothered me about that watch is sort of the placement of the sub seconds uh like the sub dial is a little too high a little too high a little too small yeah. it's like um, very close to the cent the center uh hand stack mm -hmm. it's, it's, it is kind of weird right can you remind me if that's a manual wind or an automatic uh it's an it's an automatic mm -hmm. yeah they should have um gotten rid of the automatic text and then just move the subdial down maybe i don't know or maybe move the subdial down put the automatic text above yeah i, I don't know because it, i think if they got rid of the automatic text it might be a little plain um there might be too too much space too much unoccupied space but anyway. yeah, maybe, okay okay move the sec seconds down change it to a 38 and a half millimeters and we're good 
and add a sector dial, which is essentially what we have now. Okay, okay. Um, sure. it's, I, mean, I mean, yeah. we're losing the brushed copper, but I, I mean, both watches can exist on their own for sure. Mm-hmm. I would buy this watch. I don't know about you. But I would buy yeah, this I mean, watch. So you're talking about the sector now? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, the price that MSRP is 2150 but knowing life, Longines is usually fairly discounted even by ADs. And, you know, if you look at gray market for something like this, you're, I, I, I don't want to estimate, but probably 1500 something around there. Yeah, um, I think they're going to be, so I looked, the, the copper dial ones are like 12 something. So mm-hmm. I think these will be like maybe 14 or, or so. Uh, after they settle they might be a little higher initially yeah that's how it just kind of works i mean it looks uh, there's two things that i think could be slightly different about this watch but they're like minor minor gripes that i have with it let me take a guess Uh, um sure the cutoff six no usually that doesn't bother me people get like so angry when that happens i'm just like okay that's fine yeah it usually doesn't bother me either especially because i'm an iwc fan and they do it almost on every watch Mm mm-hmm but um, this one Can might you, make people go a little crazy. It, the entire, almost the entire six is gone. It's just, it's just uh, the circular part of the bottom of the, the number six is left. Yeah. So it's just a little circle, which is kind of odd. But I, I yeah. don't, it doesn't bother me that much. But I know some people will go crazy over this. I don't know. Like, what's the better way to design that, though? Like, do you just leave that space blank or put another, like, marker there or something? No, there's I, no. I don't think there's a better way to design it. I mean... This happens on like the longer eighteen fifteen time only. Um, yeah, you, it have, happens you have on, to do it. It happens with pretty high end watches. I mean, it's it's not a huge bother to me. I, I know people can get upset over this. I can see why, but just breathe. You know, um, they have those on those like vintage like uh, te- telemeter telemeter whatever watches. Mm-hmm. They overlay everything pretty much on top of oh yeah everything else and. Um, yeah, that that kind of looks crazy. So I don't I don't think they should put the number on top. No, that'd be on the kind top of odd. layer. Yeah. yeah, that would be weird. I mean, they, I think I've seen some watches that do that, but I, I'm I'm not sure if I would like that. Can you guess the second thing? Can you, or I guess you didn't guess any. Of yeah, those I didn't things. guess. Can you get? Can you give you another guess? What what what's like two things that I'll slightly change about this watch? And it's like minor. Mm. Wow, you really like this thing, huh? I do. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I like the. I don't know everything. Almost everything. The maybe the crosshairs. I don't know if if you're a fan of that. I don't know. No, no. My and my right, watch. We have just, that just too, me. and just I really me. like it. All right. So I think the sec- the and I'm not sure how I would improve on this design actually. So I'm not really complaining, but I think the hour hand and the minutes hand are a little bit too close in length. Uh, it, it can be kind of hard to read, I think, at times. I, I would yeah. maybe, maybe, you can see how the uh, hour hand kind of starts crossing onto the sector and then the minute hand is like not quite reaching the markers. I would just like remove half a millimeter from the hour hand and add it to the minute's hand. And But like, seriously, this is so nitpicky that I'm just going to leave that. And then I also think this watch should just be, you know, with with the sort of, uh, parts box that Swatch Group has with Longines. I think this watch should just be a manual wind, honestly. Yeah, I, I prefer manual winds almost every every single time to an automatic. Yeah, I mean, whenever I'm given the choice, also the same. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's. I'm sure it will do well regardless. 
Yeah, it's it's not a huge thing. I mean, automatic is still fine. Um, I mean, obviously, once we talk about it, it's going to blow up um, amongst the the many listeners that we have at this moment. Yeah, this yeah. I'm moment. just waiting. I'm just waiting for that check from Swatch Group. You know. <laughs> no, that's um, that is the traditional reviewing way. We're 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 not. Remember, I told you we're not gonna we're not gonna be paid. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean. Um, yeah, not a bad price. Nice design. I'm sure, you know, there's some long jeans in the past that kind of look like this. And you just kind of, they just use that design. It looks like the, yeah, it's 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 pretty decent. Yeah, so if I was a collect a collecting type, which I I think I should want to be, but it's kind of hard to own every single watch and still, and still afford to live. Um, I would probably have the copper dial version and I would also have a sector sector dial version in my collection. I, I like those watches enough. The, the copper dial, obviously you're not going to find another watch that's like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very unique. And this is a pretty cool watch too. Um, now I, I currently have the JLC sector dial and I love it. I don't know. Let's see. I'm trying to look up the uh, copper dial just to take Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah, we can probably say the reference. I have the reference here. I don't know where the the, the like periods are, the dots, because some people just omit it when they list the reference. But it's L two eight one three four six six zero. Is that still a current model? Um. Yeah, I think I so. I don't. I, I don't think it was like it. limited production or anything. They have it on on Joma Shop. Oh, I'm just on the. There, I'll send. You want me to send you a link to it? Sure, because I cannot type with my mechanical keyboard. Or everyone's ears will just bleed when I do that. Yeah. So, so do you think that owning both this watch and the JLC sector would be overkill? I mean, coming from someone who owns multiple versions of the same watch, like up to three, um, no, I think that's fine if you really like them. Um, I don't think that's too crazy. Uh, they're different enough that uh, yeah, I think you can enjoy them for different reasons, different occasions. I mean, yeah, they're totally fully different. brushed. So yeah. I think this one, you can probably put it on some cooler straps that on the, the JLC, because I've seen some pictures of people, they put, um, you know, like the vintage style strap with this, the two stitches up near the logs. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, the perfect watch for that strap. And I do not usually go for that type of strap, but I, yes, I agree. So you think the long jeans is perfect for that strap i i totally agree i don't i mean that and maybe like some of the uh uh smaller zin chronographs like those are the only two watches i like that strap on otherwise it's like people put that strap on grand seiko's like modern grand seiko's <laughs> yeah. and just kind of like well that, that's what i mean I, i've seen some pictures of people doing that on the the jlc sector dial and it, it just doesn't work i think the jlc sector dial is a little bit I mean, while these are both, they're both in the casual world, I think that mm-hmm. the JLC would be at the very top of being a casual watch and the Longines is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I think Longines is, as a brand also just underrated. Um, it's I a wish very that they nice... were just their, their own brand and not owned by Swatch Group. I've, I think that the heritage <clears throat> would allow them to, to still you know, stand on their own and make some cool stuff. I agree with that. I mean, I can say that about almost any brand that's owned by the Swatch Group. And, you know, I don't mind the Swatch Group as much. Um, I think it, you know, pumps a lot of uh, resources into brands. Um, 
I just don't like Richemont. I think they ruin a lot of things, but yeah, I think that anyway. a lot of a lot of the products from these brands that I mean, I think the this Longines, uh, those two Longines that we're talking about are pretty cool, but some of the products are just a bit. Uh, they're just lacking in character. Yeah. I mean, it looks like they might be coming back slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do, I'm, do you, I'm hopeful, I guess. Yeah. Do you happen to know if the Sector Dialone jeans has a uh, solid steel case back or an exhibition yeah, case back? I'm actually curious about that as well. I can't see photos of the case back anywhere online. Maybe so we'll I know the... one and find out. Oh, let's see the Fratello watches, guys. Uh, they They have one. They, I would think they would take a picture of the case back. Let's see. Yeah, so it's a, uh, it's the same case back that the. That's kind of weird. It's the same case back that the, the copper dial one has. So it has some logo on it. Um, I'm not really sure what the logo. It's it's like a Longines military logo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's absolutely appropriate for this type of watch. Yeah, oh, I it, see it. Yeah. So it's it's polished, and the rest of the watch is brushed. It looks a little odd. But I, I mean, I, I don't think it really matters that much, but it does look a little odd to me, right? Mm. I wish it was a deeper engraving, maybe not like a laser etching, but like a something that's a little bit more deep into the case back. Um, but, you know, it's like um, I, I heard someone recently talk about how actually talk about that copper dial one that you had, how yeah. they wish it had an exhibition case back. And, you know, Maybe that's just like for someone who's just getting started out in watches, they really want to see that movement because uh, it is a cool component of ownership and sort of being able to see it. But I think with watches that are, you know, they just have, um, you know, like ETA based movements. Um, I don't think it's really necessary. Um, I think sometimes having a sod case back is just as nice, just having a nice engraving. And um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so here's here's what I would prefer. I don't want to look at a, a cheap movement. Um, I don't want the display back. And mm-hmm. nothing, nothing against the movement, but I don't want to see something that's not finished in such a way that it should be displayed. Um, and I'm sure these movements are actually not too bad because Longines isn't like, you know, they're not putting like unfinished stuff in them. I'm trying to figure out what movement it actually has. Someone that buys this watch not um maybe not the way that we're thinking of it you know mm-hmm. as someone that has like many other watches maybe someone that buys this at, when this is at the top of their price range mm-hmm. um you know the the display back is kind of cool i think what i would prefer is since this is trying to be a vintage military type of watch so yeah the fonts that they chose are are not if you look at the back it looks very cheap and it doesn't really um convey any sort of vintage uh, feel to it so i think what i would prefer is if they just did like maybe a plain sort of um maybe like a domed sort of back like like have you ever seen the back on like the rolex bubble backs yeah um and it has like obviously like the the rolex um case back removal tool sort of uh like ridges on it i guess Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, I, I don't think they could do that on Longines, but um, some some sort of domed plain steel back with no text on it would be nice, or maybe just a, a brushed back or something, but just plain, no text. I think that would be really cool for this watch. 
yeah yeah i think i think that'll be nice um but then again this is like small things when you're wearing the watch you're not looking at the case back um yeah but it it goes towards the feel of the entire thing so yeah like if if you if you look at the back and you think that it feels like a modern or um yeah if it if it's too modern and it feels cheap then a little bit of that is going to bleed into how you feel about the watch i would think yeah to me it would for sure yeah i think you know that's, that's it's true i just uh I don't know. It, it, I don't think it's, uh, I think it's still better than having an exhibition case back with a basic movement. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I think it would have been better if it was brushed, you know, like just like a nice concentric brush kind of to match the case finish, the rest of the case finish. Mm, and then the dial. Yeah. But again, not the end of the world. Um, anyway. Yeah. So um, I was actually thinking just to final note on that solid case back, I was thinking if I, uh, my Roger Dubuis with the solid, uh, with the uh, sector dial, I wish I uh, bought it with the extra solid gold case back. I would probably actually put it on that watch just to make it a little bit heavier. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get it, but um, that's a first world problem, you know? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about my JLC sector dial because I felt some of the JLCs before that have that like solid gold coin on the back. Mm -hmm. And they ju they feel really nice when they they have that little bit of heft especially for like a thin small dress watch when you pick mm -hmm. up a like a, a very thin dress watch of like you know 37 38 millimeter size and it has an impressive weight to it i think it just i don't know it, it makes it feel a little bit more um a little bit more high quality a little bit more durable yeah i agree that's why i sort of like precious metals you know they're just like you can have a small watch that's a little bit um heavier and feels nice on the wrist yeah anyway yeah, so let's I, maybe, uh, move um, on from this uh, long jeans. Nice watch. Uh, I think we both like it to the degree that we would actually put our money down on it. Maybe not the MSRP, but like some like, you know, nice dealer pricing or gray market pricing. Yep. All right. What else? Um, I have a watch, another watch that's on my radar, but what, um, what about you? Well, I'm not in the kind of position to buy any more watches at the moment, considering I just added like three pretty expensive watches for myself. <laughs> um, but uh, I really like what Rolex did with the new 36 millimeter Datejust. And, you know, it's completely predictable as to what they're going to do. They just put the new movement in it that has a little bit of a longer power reserve, better accuracy. And then they slimmed down the lugs a little bit, um, just made it more uh, kind of streamlined. Mm -hmm. um, the reference, and I'm specifically looking for a smooth bezel one on the Jubilee, which uh, reference for the smooth bezel is uh, 126200. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not super set on which dial I want. I really like the blue, but I think I'd be okay with either the black or the champagne as well. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't too familiar with, uh, I wasn't really tracking the um, release of of this watch especially in like the 36 millimeter size but mm -hmm. after looking at it this is i think i think you're right about this one this is a good this is a good watch for um with the latest improvements and i think it's a little bit of it can potentially be a little bit of like a, a sleeper hit because a lot of people are going to go for the the bigger size like the Datejust 41 which is mm -hmm. like what 39 millimeters or so 
Yeah, I, I think that's what I've heard, that it's not actually 41, but, you know, still larger. Yeah, it's like a 39. I had one of those. It's, it's where it's about like a, like a 39 and a half or so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, th- I think um, the 36 millimeter for, for a guy like you, or I would, I would definitely consider getting the 36 also if I was in a position to buy a day chest. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good watch. It's just such a quintessential Rolex, I think. And, you know, I'm not a huge Rolex guy. And if, if I like one of their watches, it's, I think it's, uh, it says something. Uh, but, you know, with, uh, I think with the Jubilee bracelet, it adds a nice kind of dressy touch to it as well. Um, and uh, this also, they got rid of the hidden clasp uh, on the Jubilee. Yeah, how, do you, how did you feel about that? So initially I was not a fan because I really liked the way the hidden clasp looked on the 116200. But, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, you know, adding the, I think it's called Easy Link, the slight micro adjust is a nice touch. Yeah. Um, and you told me, what, what did you think about original <laughs> hidden clasp? How did yeah, you so word it? <laughs> I think that the hidden clasp, uh, I'm not a huge fan of them. I think that it looks almost like, like a woman's like bracelet, like jewelry almost, you know, not like a watch, just like a woman's bracelet. It, it kind of, um, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. The Super uh, super Jubilee with the clasp, though, I'm a huge fan of. I love the way it looks. And I think it's very in right now, especially since all of the GMTs, you know, had their mm-hmm. their big explosion the past, whatever, uh, year or so. Um, and since the, uh, yeah, since they all switched over to Jubilee, yeah, I th- I think that's accurate. I mean, I've seen people put Jubilee bracelet on like Explorers and Submariners and Daytonas. So for yeah. sure, there is some level of um, uh, desirability there. So what would be your number one combo for, for this watch? Your number one like bracelet, bezel, dial color so, combo? Uh, and then what would be like some other ones that you would probably buy, but maybe not your number one? Um. Honestly, I think I would consider, I think the most important thing for me here is the Jubilee bracelet. I do not okay. want the Oyster on this watch. I think, I, don't, I do not love the polished center links on the Oyster. I like the polished center links on the Jubilee, obviously, because that's the only way it comes. But, um, and then uh, second thing, I do prefer the smooth bezel on it, um, but it's not like an absolute. I would still get the fluted if I had a you know, good opportunity to. Uh, I think the biggest thing is just the price difference between the two. Um, the smooth bezel is quite significantly uh, less expensive. It's if you're looking at like you know pre-owned slash gray market kind of stuff, I think it's like usually over a thousand dollars less. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think. And then yeah, and then sorry, just to finish, the blue yeah, dial is my priority, and then black, and I think then uh, the uh, champagne. But I I kind of like all of them for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I think my top would probably probably be fluted blue on Jubilee. Okay. But I think I would get so I had the the I guess the equivalent version of this watch but in the 39 millimeter size. Mm-hmm. The one the one that I had the Datejust 41 that I had had the newer movement and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like the newest reference and I wasn't expecting to love that watch as much as I really did. Um something about the dial i had the black dial but the black dial is not actually like the older day dress like a shiny black it's a 
pretty much a very dark gray sunburst. So in a lot of light, it looks gray. And I don't know, there's something about something about the, I'm used to, um, traditionally, I always go for like the sport model Rolexes with a bezel. Mm-hmm. And even like the ex- Explorers, um, like the Explorer 1. But I think I would take the Datejust over an Explorer 1. Hmm. I don't know, what, what, do you, what do you think about that? Kind of crazy. Think about that you would do that. Something, something about the, the, <laughs> the way that the, the indexes, um, the indices are shaped and the way mm-hmm. that they're executed. The loom on the watch is, is incredible. Um, the, it has the date window, which, you know, that, that's a big part of, you know, that's a Rolex thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of the Explorer 1. I don't know. It's, I've had a bunch of them, like so many of them. And the old 36 millimeter one, if you get like a really beat up, loose one it's a kind of a cool watch it's it has like a vintage sort of charm to it um and it's such a good like knock around watch for when i mean when they used to be like three grand it was a fantastic watch now they're about five grand when mm-hmm. so i think i would i think i would take a date just almost every single time i'm not a huge fan of the explorer that's interesting in that yeah i mean i've considered the explorer one as well the current model um, yeah i told i i told you to stay away right i think yeah, yeah, I think you told me that like you weren't super, uh, you know, into that watch at this point. What, what um, is better? What is better about that watch? I mean, they they sell you on the history and stuff, and like the the cool factor of having an explorer. Um, but if you think about it, it, like, I mean, if that dial design speaks to you, then I guess go for it. But I don't think anyone particularly particularly loves that dial design. I mean, the the newest fonts that they're using aren't really great. Um, you know, it's not like the old school 1016, which has like the perfect vintage font to mm-hmm. it, um, you know, the perfect layout. But yeah, the, I don't, I don't think anyone really, I've, I haven't met anyone that just loves the new font. They sort of get it because it's, it's an explorer, right? Yeah. I, I think that's kind of like, uh, I think a lot of people go for it these days. I, you know, there's a lot of people who love the watch, who love the history behind it, and they go for it. it. It's not a, it's not a bad watch by any means. It's actually a really great watch if you, you know, have the wrist for it and kind of want that. Uh, but I think a lot of people <clears throat> also go for it today because it's the easiest of the sports Rolexes to get. Um, it, it's the cheapest sport Rolex you can get, right? I think it's maybe close to the uh, Air King. Uh, I think MSRP is around six and a half thousand. Let's see, six sixty-five fifty MSRP on that, and the Air King. Let's see if I can find it on this. Well, the Air King is like vomit on the dial. Yeah, but you know, some people are just looking maybe what what the cheapest sport model is. Maybe that's all they can get. Um, let's see how the hell the Rolex website man is trying to play me videos. <laughs> Every single no, but I think I think the Datejust is a nice. Video. I think the the Datejust is a nice alternative for someone who wants something slightly smaller because you know those sport models do not come in thirty six millimeter size, but also something maybe a little bit more on the dressy side. Although I think if you get the smooth bezel, it's like just as good. You know, it's just as versatile as some of those sports models. Okay, so the Air King is sixty two hundred, so it's cheaper by about three hundred fifty bucks. Bought by exactly yeah. three hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, but that's like $350 you wish you spent, I think. Do you like the 369 font on the Explorer? 
I don't mind it. Um, that that's that's my point exactly. It's you don't mind it, but I don't I don't know if anyone likes it. I'm sure there are people who like it. It's you know, it's kind of bold, right? It's kind of like thicker. Um, yeah, it's definitely yeah. better. It's definitely better now that they filled it with loom compared to yeah. the prior model. But and I had the newest one with the loom, and it was it was an okay watch. Definitely much better. I had the prior one also with the uh, without the loom and without the updated case proportions and the hand size, et cetera, et cetera. And that was actually, that should be the cheapest Rolex that you can buy. Uh, I think, it, I think it has always been like one of the cheapest sport models you can buy that like 39 yeah. Explorer, the, the version one of that watch. Cause it's yeah. not very good. It's, it's not a very good watch. Yeah. So I, I, I heard something about like watches that are like never going to go up in value or like never going to, you know, surpass certain value. And, it was that watch because if you compare it to the updated model, there's no way someone's going to prefer it to the actually, I mean, in 25 years, you never know collectors might go after the, you know, they always go after the oddball Rolexes, right? So if, if everyone dumped their V1 to get the V2 and they become sort of a, like a rare model, I'm sure people will come up with a reason to go after them later. Yeah, you know but, how the like, market is. It's, it's kind know. of stupid, but functionally, <laughs> that watch is worse. Oh, it's always going to be worse. That's what I mean. Like, if you just think, of, if you just look, you know, if you look at it from uh, a bubble, do not consider the market. I think there's no way, like, you would prefer the old one to the new one. At least today, let's think about that. Yeah, um, there's there's one thing that I thought of just now that is is um a big part of the Explorer actually, and the the dial is matte. So it has that, uh, the Rolex matte dials on their modern watches are pretty cool. They have like a little bit of a warmth to them, like a brownish tone. It's, it's very cool. I, I love the, uh, so the Explorer 2 black dial is matte. The Sea Dweller, um, the, the newer Sea Dwellers are matte. Um, I think they discontinued. The one that has the, the, um, the full like minutes tracker on the entire bezel. I think it's like the last, 4000. Yeah, the last of the 40 millimeter Sea Dwellers, right? Um, the one that was only made for like two years and they were selling for like seven grand and all of a sudden then they discontinued them. They're like 12. Yeah. Yeah. So the Sea Dweller yeah. 4000, it's 116600. So that one has a matte dial, I believe. Um, and then the Explorers. Yeah. I mean, let's see, is that, am I wrong on this? Is that, does this, no, I think you're right. Sea Dweller 4000 have a matte dial. I'm, I'm looking now. Maybe it's, maybe it's only the one with the, uh, with the red, the red text. I'm pretty sure it does. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. So yeah, Matt Dial, Matt Dial is, um, I guess, one, one reason why you might want to go for the Explorer. But I think I can say, based on my taste, that if you're not getting a Rolex with a, a, um, a bezel, like, you know, obviously they all have bezels, but like one of the, you know, the sport models with like a Submariner GMT with a rotating bezel mm -hmm. or, or the Explorer 2s, um, I'm not really sure how to how to say that uh, in one blanket statement, <laughs> but I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, then just get the Datejust. That that's my personal. And I mean, personal way of looking at it. I don't think you can really go wrong with a Datejust that fits your wrist. Like it's such a classic watch, such a classic design, and you know it also has it has as much history as the Explorer really. Um. It's, the, it's just like the quintessential watch, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I've never owned it. They just, I don't think so. I think it would be a nice thing for me to try out once uh, 
once some funds get freed up, which is never because all the watches I have now, I don't really want to sell. What about the Oyster Perpetual? Because um... I've owned it. The loom is horrible. And that just like kind of killed the watch for me. It almost it's horrible felt in like... performance or the way it's like laid out or the what, what Oh, no. Um, well, so it's small, I right? own, very small. I own, yeah, I own the blue dial version, which only has loom, I believe, at like 369 and the oh. hands. Um, and it's also not the chromolite. It's the kind of like standard green loom that mm. it does, doesn't glow very brightly. Um, I just felt like it was, uh, you know, based on construction, kind of um, dial quality, handset case and bracelet, it's, it's Rolex, right? So it's very high quality. But I felt like they kind of cut corner on that loom and um, the alternating markers on the dial, the, the markers that have no loom are very sharply cut kind of like diamond cut and then the ones yep. that have loom are rounded off that I didn't like the kind of discrepancy between that. Yeah. I guess with the newer dials uh, with the black and the white, they all have loom kind of like the date just every marker has loom. So that's better, but they also still have that cheaper type loom that doesn't glow as brightly. Um, yeah. If it was I don't my, think, yeah. Mm -hmm. If it was my money, I would go for the, I would still just save up and go for the, the date just because, um, I think the, the these price difference is not that big. Yeah, yeah, I think these oyster perpetuals, they can't go below a certain point because they are a modern Rolex and they're sort of going to be kept up because, uh, you know, at a certain price point, like I think about the $4,500 range, 4,500 to 5k, um, like no modern Rolex can really go below that point. Right. Regardless. I mean, they can make one that has, no just a plain dial with nothing on no it. hands no no hands. no hands <laughs> and it's gonna cost like 4500 to 5 5k just because it's a modern rolex so i think that that's a big uh component in the pricing of the oyster perpetual um so i, I think if uh yeah i, th I think if the price was uh, price difference was a little bit greater between that and the date just i would say maybe it's a good option but i think i would just go for the date just I mean, yeah, I don't think the Oyster Perpetual is a bad watch. It's just, yeah. um, like, I think the price premium is justified between the two. Like, you get the date function if you want that, and you get the better loom, and you kind of get the, you know, I guess a little bit more history with the date just, although not really. Um, and you have the option to do Jubilee. You have the option to do different sizing, too. Um, I guess you also have that with the Oyster Perpetual, but slightly different sizes. Um yeah. Anyway, should we uh, move yeah, on we from talk this about topic? Else. No, yeah. no more Rolex. No more Rolex talk today. Um, what do you want to uh, talk? Do you want to talk about uh, uh, watches for your groomsmen, or do you want to talk about a very small gift guide for the watch person in your life? <laughs> um. Why do you laugh, so dude? It's not funny. <laughs> 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 yeah. So. Originally, I was um, I was thinking about getting. Uh, this is sort of a new idea that I had. I thought it would be cool to get the groomsmen some, like you know, a small watch, like a couple hundred dollar watch or something. Yeah, like, like a thirty millimeter watch would be great for them. Thirty millimeter? What's that? <laughs> oh, you said small watch. All right, let's let's talk about some <laughs> options. How about um, we both mention two options that we're considering, then we can discuss all the options at the end. I've only had one thought so far, and I was thinking about sure. the, the um, Timex Q. All right. Which I think that's a good, that's appropriate for, like, it's kind of different. And it's, the, I mean, the price point is, is, is decent. 
Um, what is that at? Like 150? It's like 200 bucks, something like that. Oh, I thought it was 150. I mean, unless you're, you're looking at like scalper prices. No, I think I, I checked a little while ago and they were in stock and then I guess they go out of stock really quickly. So it's 180 retail price. Okay. I, I think on timex.com you can get like 15% off on your first order. So if you order like 50 of them. Let's see. Does any other site? Oh, it looks like, um, oh yeah, out of stock. I, yeah, they're out of stock everywhere. I guess people pretty much buy all of them at once and then, and then just sell them on eBay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I, that would be a cool watch. Um, I don't, I don't really have any other, any other options. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty cool watch. It's, it's a novelty kind of watch where, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a inexpensive, but fairly popular and hot right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's something that people like, um, if they have other watches, they might actually wear it because it seems like it has had that sort of, um, effect on, in, you know, the enthusiast market. That's true. But, you know, I'm not sure if the quality is there for oh, yeah, $180. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure it's like a, a piece of junk, but it's okay. It's the 180 What made you, so like other than them, you know, the, the ability of them being able to wear it, um, even if they have other watches and I guess the hype of the watch these days. So what sort of other reasons you have behind choosing this one? I don't know. I think it just has appeal for, um, you know, maybe someone that's not even into watches. Cause I, I, def- I have some groomsmen that aren't into watches. Mm-hmm. I think that this is still an appealing watch because mm-hmm. it, I don't know, it has like a very um, iconic look to it, even if it's not iconic for, um, you know, I mean like many brands have done this, this sort of look right with like mm-hmm. the, the GMT two, uh, two color bezel and it has the vintage loom to it with like, you know, the, traditional uh circle indices with a triangle at 12 and the the bars okay. at like three three six nine or whatever actually this one's just at six and nine but because uh, it has a date window but um i don't know it's, it's just a very like classic looking watch i think it's it's good for enthusiasts but also good for just anyone yeah i think i think i agree with that um it's just my my concern is that the quality might not be there for the price and you know i'm like very kind of quality yeah. per dollar driven usually i mean my I, choices my expectation of this watch is it's going to be built the same as like those like 17 dollar watches that you can get from walmart the like timex uh like course watches if you look at the bracelet it looks almost identical it's one of those Probably. like yeah you know on the fly adjustable bracelets where you have can like slide that thing uh but I, i'm not sure how to describe it but you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. i guess like the yeah. the buckle like the clasp like slides along the the links of the the bracelet yeah and it probably is you know a very similar quality um because those other watches probably have similar msrps just nobody is paying msrp for other timex models i guess no those those things msrp are like 35 dollars. yeah oh really okay <laughs> yeah no, I, like the, you know those uh like the digital watches that they have okay that you can pick up like at any any store like like target or, oh i see what you're saying Walmart, yeah those like, like anywhere yeah i, mean, those, I, I, I think it's gonna be made almost identically to that probably yeah I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a choice. It's a choice. Um, do you want to hear my, my first yeah. suggestion? Yeah. So, so this is for a wedding, right? So I think it would be appropriate to actually hand out dress watches so they can wear it for the ceremony and kind of not look like they're wearing a toy with freaking red and blue bezel. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, this is like the most stereotypical cheap dress watch that is of high quality. Like, can you guess it? 
Uh, is it Orient? Yeah, the okay. Bambino. Okay. So there's so many variants too. You can legit like, you can pick one that you just sort of like. And now there's this new variant with the small uh, sub-second style. It's actually kind of nice. I haven't, I haven't seen that one. Do you yeah. have a reference for me? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, sure. I don't know if they... I'll just link you. I'll just link you to it. Okay. I don't know if they like have references for individually for each dial color because I know they have a million. I think they do. Each, like, and they, this is a this is a white dial variant, but there's also a cream dial variant of the same thing that actually might be nicer. Okay. Let's see. It's the same it. price as uh, so we're looking at um, LongIslandWatch.com, which is uh, pretty hmm. pretty popular retailer of this watch um and here the price is i believe 179 for these that's kind of nice yeah and check out this one uh this is a cream dial variant um and let me find the if there's a reference yeah so my the only thing that i can see with this watch is mm -hmm. see the timex q is almost like 50 percent of that is kind of like it's like not being serious, right? Mm -hmm. So if you get that watch as a gift or like even if you buy it for yourself, I think half of it's kind of like a joke. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. Like this watch is trying to, the Orient is like a real watch. It's trying to, it's a real watch. <laughs> like someone yeah. wants this watch because, you know, they, they like how it looks and they like the movement and et cetera, et cetera. Like you buy this as a real watch purchase that you plan on wearing every day. The Timex Q, I think it's popular because I, I think people are just, I don't think anyone has purchased it to wear it as like an everyday watch or to wear it as like, you know, actually because they love mm -hmm. it. I, I think it's just, oh, it kind of looks cool. People are talking about it and it's kind of funny because it's like a, looks like a Rolex GMT kind of. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. So yeah, my, my issue is if I was to get this, I think that the people that are currently into watches would never wear this. Really? Oh, man. I, I mean, to me, if I were to sort of, you know, and most of my collection is dress watches. So this would really clash with a lot of things I have um, and compete with really, you know, some much higher end stuff. But I would still kind of like it. it. It's like a it's on the larger side for a dress watch. I believe it's like 40 and a half millimeter. Mm. <clears throat> um, but I think it's still a pretty cool design, you know, with uh, how it's put together. It has a, you know, real automatic movement. Um, it has a little bit of heritage. I think, you know, if you're spending hundred and something dollars, 160, 170, 180, it's, uh, you want to give them something that is substantial. You know, it's like a nice gift. Whereas the Q it's like, Oh, it's like a throwaway kind of thing for me. Yeah, yeah. So if if I gave you this Orient, would you wear it? If yeah, I, I, th I, th I think I would. Every once in a while, I would. But then again, I say that and I buy some watches. Like I recently bought that Hamilton uh, khaki. Yeah, I don't know why you bought that. Hamilton khaki mechanical with the Earth PVD case and the brown dial. And I don't know, man. I just kind of like having it. I wore, I've worn it like twice. Um but I still kind of like winding it. It's an, it's like a nice little watch. And I think this would be the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. I think if someone gave me this watch, I probably wouldn't wear it. But you'd wear the Timex Q? Yeah. Like once and then kick it in the trash? I would wear the Timex Q 
Um, no, I would wear it. I would wear it every now and again, at least. Yeah, I think I would probably stop wearing it over time. You're you're probably right. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think one of the things is that a lot of people these days only go for sports watches. So even if someone is a sports watch person, they may not actually have a dedicated dress watch. Yeah. So I think when you give them something like this Orient Bambino, whichever variety of dial color style you choose, I think they'll be like, Oh, Hey, you know, now I have a, a dress watch that I can use for dressy occasions. All right. What's your, what's your number two? <laughs> I don't know if this is even a number two as like, dude, just get them a sake of five. Mm. Like, how can you go wrong with the Seiko 5? Even if you go for something like uh, like an SNK 809 um, or, you know, there's different color variants. The SNK 807 with the blue dial, it's half the less than half the price of the two watches we discussed. High quality, automatic movement, definitely sportier than the uh, Bambino, but also smaller. So I think it probably wears a little bit better. But then again, I don't know if uh, what level of you know, watch person you're buying these watches for and whether they would wear it or not. Yeah, I don't know. That might be, uh, I think that, I don't think anyone would wear that. I think that's like a, that's actually a throwaway watch. <laughs> See, I'd, I'd wear this over the queue probably. A Seiko 5? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Huh. I think it's a, I think it's a cheap watch, but I think it's like, um, I actually met someone who recently bought a Seiko 5 as like a starter watch and they were just so excited about it. So if it's like not a watch person, I think it's a, also a good starter watch. Okay. I, I don't think I've been convinced here today. Okay. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going for Q still. I, I would like to be, uh, to find a better option, but I don't know something about it. I, I think that probably uh, everyone has seen it on Instagram or somewhere and they're not always easy they're you know to buy because people are obviously just buying up all of them and selling them for a little bit higher mm -hmm. um yeah and even for someone that has a lot of watches it's kind of it's kind of cool it has a cool design it's not like i don't think people are buying it because that's the best watch they can afford i think people are buying no. it just because it's cool whereas a seiko 5 i think people are buying it because that's like a lot of people are buying that because that's like their first watch you know that's true. That's true. I don't know and a lot again, of people that are buying Timex Q as a, as a first watch. Like the reason why no, they're so bad they're, is because yeah. enthusiasts are buying all of them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Are people actually wearing them or is this kind of one of those things where like they buy it because of the hype and then they it's wear like, it one time and then they flip it on eBay or something. And then they, they pay, you know, the ridiculous 13% fees and then the buyer pays tax on top of it. Yeah. I don't think that people... I, <sighs> It's it's like a cool thing to keep in the box. Maybe give it to like someone young that you know. Like give it to a kid or something. Like as a yeah, gift. give it give it to a child on the street. <laughs> no, like a I don't know if you have like someone in the family that maybe like their first watch or something. It, it would be cool for that. Uh, That's you know, true. Just keep keep it around and give it to someone because it it does have it is like kind of uh, it does look good. It is kind of. Uh, trendy yeah. i guess it would be the best well, word for it when i first saw it i considered it's like oh you know it's it's a hundred and whatever 50 bucks so i was like maybe i should try this out see what it's like and i was like i would never wear it that's that was, that was my sort of like hard stop on that one i would just never wear that watch 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, do you, do you have, so you, you totally don't like the Seiko 5 option. Um, I'm trying to think of like a sportier watch that is kind of a joke <laughs> in that price range. Uh, All right. I'll get them Air Kings. Yeah, just, <laughs> that is a big joke. <laughs> oh man, I would totally not wear that shit. I hate yeah, that no, watch. Maybe, maybe, maybe if anyone listens to this, they can, they can give us a suggestion on Instagram. Yeah, send them, send them to Joe though, because, uh. That'll send them to easy. anyone. We'll we'll get it. It's okay. I'll just send Joe screenshots of the conversation afterwards. Yeah, it's fine. Send it to anyone. Hey, Even if it's it to... not me or Marek, just send it to <laughs> just... Your, your wife, your kids. Send it to just anyone. Send the suggestions to a random person on Instagram. We'll we'll get it. We'll it's find fine. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think yeah, I guess the queue is not the worst choice. If 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 with the reasons you gave me. Um I'm sure some of your grooms are gonna be like, what the fuck is this? No, it's the. Uh, Are any gonna, of them like it. a hard core watch guy? Okay, so my my brother has a, a Pepsi GMT, mm-hmm. um, and let's see, is anyone else a hardcore watch guy? I think the rest of them are interested, but they don't necessarily have like the nicest of watches, but, but they're interested. I see. Yeah. So maybe the Q is a good choice. Then, and but... they're also all familiar with watches just through me. Mm. Uh, just because I'm always like showing random watches that I have and stuff like that. So, so they're, they're pretty familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think they just have other stuff to worry about, at, you know, that they're not like, like us who spend 10 hours a day looking at watches. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. I think, yeah, go go for the queue. And within a year, I think you'll be able to find, um, you know, them at retail. There was this new one they just released. Did you see that? But the colorway is horrible. It's called like Falcon or something like that. Yeah. It doesn't look nice. <laughs> no, none of them look nice, but, you know. No, this one doesn't. I don't think this will be popular in it, in any way. No. Uh, but you it, never it, it, looks, it looks pretty, it looks pretty bad. Yeah. I think we're uh, starting to run out of time. Uh, we may need to talk about the holiday gift ideas in the next episode. <sighs> what do you think? All right, let's let's try and do it fast. And if we do a bad job, we'll come back to it. Okay. All right. Want, I, I, made a, go? I made a I made a quick list of uh, yeah, go. of it. things that I would like, or I um, assuming I didn't have everything already. Sure. Okay. Time grapher. Dude, this is not a five-minute discussion. No, well, yeah, we don't have uh, to explain it. We don't have to explain. It. We'll we'll just go through. We we can we can come back to this. It's okay. We have a we have a few and explain it next time. I mean, just we, we have some quickly. time before uh, before, um, you know, the Christmas the Christmas. Yeah, uh, sure. We, we definitely do. We're not we're not at Thanksgiving yet. So, okay. Um, time grapher, I think, is a good gift. It's about a hundred bucks. Uh, very useful. High quality strap tools because that's maybe not something that someone would invest in on their own because it's kind of like, um, you know, I'd rather just put that money towards a watch. Right. Mm -hmm. So high quality strap tools. Um, I think the Wolf watch cases are, are very nice and pretty affordable. Uh, You can get them on Amazon, Amazon prime or whatever. Um, And then as much as I, I think you'll hate, me for saying this um 
I think that the the Hoden Key Shop has a pretty good selection of straps for someone that maybe if you if you have someone in your life that doesn't know a thing about watches, they can sort of go on there and browse and like look at different combinations of straps and watches because their pictures are pretty good and pick out a good strap that's a gift mm, okay well I think they're gonna overpay probably <laughs> 50 60 bucks but it's okay but it has it says hodinki on the back so it's worth it dude it was personally blessed by ben Clymer. it's okay it's it's wasting 60 bucks it's it's not that <laughs> so i guess uh you know my suggestions were actually fairly in line with what you just said except slightly different things so I was definitely going to say high quality strap tools, like one of those, uh, you know, Bergeon. Uh, yeah, I have my, in my cart tools. right now. Let me. They're like what thirty bucks the, for uh, the nicest one. I'm gonna tell you exactly what they are. Give me a second here. So the six seven six seven S and the six seven six seven F, and they're both on Amazon right now. Amazon Prime. One of them is nineteen bucks. One of them, one of them is sixteen, and I'm sure the prices fluctuate heavily depending on who goes out of stock and like what the next seller is yeah um you could also just get one of them and then buy replacement tips uh in fine but at the same time it's probably going to be the same pricing yeah you know? yeah I, I would just yeah. buy the whole tool the tips are like the same price as the, the entire tool that's so that's what the, i mean yeah the one that sense. is f is for removing bracelets and the one that is f um, you mean s S, sorry, I think I said the same thing twice. The one that is F is for bracelets and the one that is S is for removing straps. And the difference is the S is, uh, it has like a little bit of a wider tip and it's it's sort of angled so you can get it, um, you know, get it to the spring bar. Uh, even when there's like a, a fairly thick strap installed, you can sort of slip it down the side of the, of the lug. So I wouldn't recommend using either one of these for bracelets. I think you would rec I'd go for the kind of like uh, tweezer slash plier setup. Yeah, from we, we we discussed um, we we covered. Yeah, this for but a while I'll, I'll I'll mention just one thing about the the tips. I think some straps that have little cutouts for you to slip the tool in. Um, some of them are pretty narrow, so I think that's when you would want to get the F. Yeah, if it's a strap with a cutout, which yeah, that would be pretty much like a bracelet style um mm -hmm. opening then you would use the narrow one so buy both that's the answer yeah i think i think having both is nice um anyway all right what else i think so as you mentioned straps so i have three companies slash guys that i like using for straps um that are i think all of them are cheaper than hodinki and probably the same or higher quality uh so the first one is camille fournay uh, it's a very well-known French strap maker who makes a lot of straps for uh, OEM uh, companies, so such such as like JLC uh, straps are made by these guys, um, and they have a nice selection of calf straps um, on their website that you know they arrive within like a week from France. Uh, they're about hundred to one hundred thirty dollars. Um, super nice straps. Um, some of them don't come with all the sizes, but if you message them, uh, if you leave a note in the uh, kind of check out they'll do kind of any size for you that you need um i've been using them for a while really great straps um the next one is uh nos time which is like nos time.com um mm -hmm. and he does a lot of custom straps too which are a little bit more pricey but if you go to the standard straps the selection is incredible they're 120 to i believe like 135 dollars for the ostrich really nice thin straps um, nice taper on all of them 
super high quality leather le uh, leathers and the stitching is uh really fine and even um i've really enjoyed these two i probably bought like six or seven of these so far and the last one is uh veblenist uh this is i think a little bit better if you want to get something a little bit more custom uh, and he offers both calf in a lot of different colors and uh as well as alligator uh, and his alligator is extremely soft um, i had a custom one made for one of my Roger Dubuis, and I just could not believe how pliable and soft and comfortable his alligator straps are. And those are uh, 175 for the alligator. And That's I believe cheap. between No, absolutely. And he will do anything that you want, curved ends. Um, he will do, like, my Roger Dubuis has, like, a specific kind of insert that goes into the where the spring bar normally would be that screws into the case. And I just sent those off to him, and he incorporated them into the new strap that he made me. Wow. Yeah. Um, and their calf straps are only like 95 for a full stitch and they're also amazingly soft and really great customer service too. Um, yeah, those are my strap choices. Um, I think, you know, if you, if you go on the Hodinkee side and don't really find anything too appealing, um, <laughs> I mean, they have kind of everything, but you want to spend a little bit less and still get the quality. I think these three are really top choices for me. Yeah, I think if you're a watch person buying something for another watch person, probably go for one of uh, Marek's options. But I've I've been in the situation where someone like wants to buy like a strap or something, and or like you know they they ask you like uh, for for gift ideas, like what what you're what you want. Uh, so just dropping them a link to the Hoden Key site is always pretty easy, and they can, they can find something on there. And I've had people ask me, you know, if um, you know they want to get their significant other uh, a strap for for christmas or something um uh, mm -hmm. and it's it's very easy just to drop them a link to hoden key and because there's so many good pictures on there of like different watches and stuff that they'll usually find something yeah it's it's definitely a little bit easier for someone who's not super versed with yeah, uh yeah. you know watches to do that but then again who's listening to this podcast i don't think there's any like random person who isn't a watch <laughs> watch person who's, it's the uh, same like... people that are listening to this podcast which is no one yeah <laughs> Um, and then you also mentioned a wolf watch case, right? Yeah. So I think uh, that's not a bad choice. I think they get the job done. Um, but I recently got actually in a trade from someone, uh, one of the Everest watch rolls. Mm, yeah. Um, and I think it's uh, one of the best watch rolls there is primarily because the watch is sort of float suspended on a pillow inside. Um, so they're not really rubbing or moving around or touching anything in transport, which is, uh, I think really important, especially for precious metal watches or even, you know, steel watches that you don't want to get scratched or damaged in any way. They have, um, Wolf makes a watch roll on Amazon it, and it does have dividers, although they're not as tall as the Everest dividers, I believe, mm -hmm. but they're like, they're like 70 bucks. Mm. Yeah. The Everest rolls are a bit on the, uh, pricier end i think so if you want the uh one that fits three watches it's uh 375 dollars uh, but you know they're made of nice quality leather um they they're probably going to last a long time it feels like a really sturdy product yeah 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 so no i agree with that the i've i've uh, felt the everest ones is definitely definitely a nice a nice product it's it's definitely designed better than the wolf one but for someone that's maybe on a on a budget, the Wolf one, I think will get the job done. Just make sure if you buy one, 
uh, you know, they have like some watch rolls on Amazon. If you buy one, make sure that if you get a multi-watch roll, that it does have dividers in between the watches. Yeah, yeah. I have a really nice one. I uh, forget what brand now that it was a gift to me. Um, it doesn't have a divider, but I mean, I still can space two watches fairly easily in there. Um, so, you know, if, if you want something smaller, there are definitely other options, kind of like the Wolf, because the Everest roll is actually pretty bulky, uh, considering, you know, your watches are separated by like three meters between each other, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, super, super nice quality and uh, definitely would recommend those. Sweet. All right. I think we're, um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how we did on the, um, you know, this, this gift guide, but you know, we'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk about things as they come up. So, uh, you know, if we, if we come up with something else, we'll mention it, but, um, yeah, I think, I think we're good for, for today. All right, man. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. See you guys.